0: moving into this third week of the series you've got this thriving under pressure now last week when I did it I got a text from someone and said you've got this is not a great name around the coronavirus time because no one wants to know they've got this that's not what I'm talking about okay and I'm not sure if we're joking or not joking around that but it's okay the, the, the whole concept here is thriving under pressure and I believe that God wants to help every one of us. You, wherever you are right now, whether you're isolated, whether, you're under, whether you've lost your job, whether your business is under pressure, whether there's relationship strain in your home because of all of this uncertainty and pressure, whether there's health challenges that you're facing or you're vulnerable, there's fear all around it. I want you to know that with God's help, and it's my prayer for you today, that with God's help, you will thrive under pressure. And that's what we're going to look at today. Uh, yeah, and even in spite of the fact, The football's been cancelled, the rugby league's been cancelled, the AFL's been cancelled. I mean we're really getting to first world problems at a whole new level right now. And my team, well in rugby league my team have won so we probably won the season, good news the Broncos. Uh, In in AFL my team lost and we're in the bottom half of the ladder. So I don't think we're coming back but Luckily I'm used to that and the grace of God's been on my life. So, so today we're going to look at, we've looked at Jesus, we've looked at uh, the Apostle Paul and today we're going to look at one of the great kings of the Bible uh, and his name is David. Now you might've heard of David as the one who, who took out Goliath with a slingshot. You might've heard of him as the, as the psalmist who wrote many of the psalms and the, the songs that we sing today. Uh, a great poet, and a great warrior and all sorts of areas you might've heard about David. But David, between when he was a shepherd and then he, ki- then he killed Goliath and won this great victory. He became the poster boy of all of Israel of, as the, the warrior. And he was he was famous throughout all the land. Between that moment and when he actually became king, he got into a lot of trouble with his father-in-law. In fact, his father-in-law Saul tried to kill him numerous times. If you think you've got a bad father-in-law, you've got to read about David. Really uh, a whole other level, okay? And so David went on the run with a whole group of guys and their families and they went with him because he was trying to escape Saul and all of his armies trying to take him down. So he was under pressure. And I want to read a scripture out of 1 Samuel chapter 30 and it refers to a moment where David and his men had been gone and, and they'd been fighting and they came back to the city where they were sort of settling in the land of the Philistines with their families and their flocks. And they came back and this is what it said in verse 3. So David and his men came to the city and there it was, burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. David's two wives, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, say it how you like, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now, David was greatly distressed. Okay, we're talking about pressure and stress, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. Then David said to Abiathar, the priest, to Himelech's son, Please bring the ephod here to me. Abiathar brought the, the ephod to David, and David said, Inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered him and said, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. There's a word for someone who's lost some things in this last little period of time. God's going to help you recover all. I want to just, I guess, draw a few thoughts out of this particular passage of Scripture and how it relates to us in this day and age, on this Sunday together. The first thing I want want us to understand is when David and all his men lost that came back, and for them, for their mind, their children, and their wives, and and their their herds, and all their possessions, had not just been stolen; they'd probably been killed. At this point, they didn't know that they were still alive, which we find out later they were, but they thought they're probably dead. And it says that they lifted up their voices and wept. The men wept. Now, in the Middle East, that's actually quite common. The men would weep as out loud as much as the women would weep out loud. And it says they, they wept until they had no more power to weep. Uh, and David was one of those who wept. And I want us to understand that in any time of loss, In any time of of pressure or grief, it's actually normal to grieve. It's, It's okay. Danielle did this great message, and I think it's on our website, called Permission to Grieve. I think we've got to be really careful in, in seasons at the moment that all around us, although some of us might feel quite protected from what's going on, and we're just isolated, but we're, but we're not having a lot of sense of loss, others are genuinely losing their livelihood. They're, they're genuinely losing so much of their, their world and what they, what they um, make as important to them. And In a time like this, we, we shouldn't just be saying, oh, just get over it, oh, it's all good. We shouldn't just be saying to someone, oh, no, you'll be fine. We're gonna get through this. We'll, it'll be all over in a few moments. It's, it's actually a time to allow people to grieve because it, there's sadness and there's loss, okay? Jesus was the master of this and he set the, the, the criteria for how we're to deal with people's pain and sickness and trouble. The Bible says he, moved with, he was moved with compassion and this is to be the response of his church to our neighbors, to our friends, to, to family, to those who have lost things. We're to be moved with compassion. Let compassion be our motivator so that what comes out of us is love. Love is the answer to, to loss. Love, love and, and again, we can't hug, but we can send messages of love. We can send messages of kindness. We can, we can uh, send gifts to people. We can do all sorts of things. So let's, let's be people who realize that grief is natural. And in a time of grief and loss, the way the church needs to respond is compassion. All right. The second thing you notice is that uh, um, God's people will rise Even after personal loss. So here's the thing. It's okay to grieve, but we do not want to let a spirit of heaviness or discouragement get on us and stay on us. It's okay to go, that sucks, that's not good. But we don't want to stay in that place. And David, I I love this. David is is the the perfect example of someone who at this point thought that his two wives had died and his children. Just pause it there for a moment. Yes, his two wives. Uh, in the Old Testament, it was, it was okay to have two wives or three wives or more. In the New Testament of the Bible, things changed. I, I, just, I think that would be a little confusing for me uh, because when I introduce Danielle, I say, hey, this is Danielle, she's my better half. What about David? Hey, this is Abigail, she's my better third. <laughs> oh, come on, that's not too bad. That, that's all right. Uh, you've got to realize the fact now he's got two mother-in-laws to deal with as well. Oh my gosh. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna back it up right now I'm just gonna back right away from that love you Blanche, Danielle's mom, you're awesome you'll be watching, you're a great mother-in-law just, just saying, okay, just saying but David, he, he, he's got personal loss and he's got a personal challenge but he still needs to rise up and lead and I think that's, we've got leaders in our country who are, who are facing personal loss and incredible stress and pressure and they're, they're rising up and they're leading and we need to pray for them We've got health professionals and to every health professional watching right now, I well, know we have doctors and we have nurses and people in the hospital system. You, you've got personal challenges and health challenges going on and stress and pressure, teachers, all sorts of people. You, you're, you're on the front line, but you've got to get out of that and, de- and deal with people. I want you to know, that we're praying for you, that we're upholding you in prayer, and that I believe even out of these things that we share today, God will give you some keys so that you can continue to rise up and lead and care for others. Jesus was a great example of this. When his cousin John the Baptist died and he went, he said to the disciples, let's withdraw for a while uh, to, to grieve and to catch our breath. And then all these crowds followed him. And the Bible says he, he didn't have a chance to grieve. He was so moved by compassion because the sheep didn't have a shepherd, he began to minister to them. And that's the thing. There is a grace from God for you if you're leading people, if you're leading your business, if you're leading in some sphere. Even while you've got some challenges going on on the side, there's a grace for you to rise up and to lead in this hour. The, the, the next thing I notice out of this passage, and it's, it's quite normal, the Bible says, for the people spoke of stoning him. Literally, in, in the Bible times, people would, would throw rocks at someone to kill them. And it says the reason they spoke of stoning him was because the soul of all the people was grieved. The men's soul was grieved. One minute, David's their hero warrior. David's their leader. One minute, David's the guy they love. One minute they'll they'll break through all different camps to get him a glass of water. But then the next minute, in a place of loss, in a place of personal pain, because their soul, that says, is grieving, their whole outlook on life changes. And this is what's happening in our world right now. People are facing all personal loss, grief, uncertainty, fear. And what's happening all around the place is, is that means my soul is getting, is getting overwhelmed and, and fear is getting on me. And in that moment, it's quite easy to... Human nature wants to blame someone. Who, who, who didn't stop this? Who made this happen? Who made the wrong decision? And something inside of us, it's just human nature. I've got grief in my soul. I want to blame somebody. And I think it's really important for us right now to, to be the voice of reason. When you think of typing that thing on the, and putting it out on social need, media, having a rant, just, just put it in reverse. Just, just back it up. Don't, don't, don't go crazy. Just, it, it's okay to grieve and it's okay to throw the pressure on God, but, but let's be careful who we're criticizing. Let's be careful who we're ranting against. Let's, let's be careful in our homes with our family because so often when if, we don't, if we're not in tune with what's going on on the inside, we begin to hurt the people around us. Let's begin to be honest with one another in our homes that, hey, I'm under stress right now. I'm under pressure. And let's, let's pray together. Let's encourage one another in this moment to get the, the grief and the stress out. Then we get to this great thought that's one of my favorite Bible verses. And it says, now David... Strengthened himself in the Lord his God. This this is this is the game changer for us here today. David strengthened himself. The King James Version, because he was greatly distressed, not only has he got the loss going on, his men who he loves now want to kill him, so he's greatly distressed. He's got his own grief going on, he's cried until he can cry no more, but now he comes out of that and doesn't just sit there watching Netflix. He, doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't just sit there playing video games all hours. He's like, I need to do something in this moment. And he's, he's, the, the King James says he encouraged himself. Now I have to have a chuckle when I read that because I'm not quite sure. You know, is it like, come on, David, you're one awesome dude. I don't know if he's doing that. Uh, You know, I don't. I don't think he's going, man. That slingshot and you are an awesome combination. No, Goliath's going to stand again. I don't think he's doing that. I I don't think he's like, there's no harp player like you, David. You're amazing. I don't. I don't think that's what he's doing. The Bible's not just encouraging himself. There's there's a key part of it. He's not just strengthening himself. He's strengthening himself in the Lord. And this is what's so awesome about being a Christian. This is what's so awesome about having a personal connection with God. Because when I'm empty when my soul's empty, when there's no hope for my future, when you're empty and you can't see a way through the circumstances right now, and you're you're like, I don't have anything to strengthen myself with, and I'm cut off from the people who would normally encourage me. This is what we're able to do. We're able to attach to God. Bible says, I clung to the Lord. I cling to Him. And the Lord, He's love. He, he's got unbelievable amounts of love to pour into your heart today. The Lord, he, he's, he's got a, a future for you. And so where fear's on you, he's, he's got faith that just, and it's like you plug into God and faith begins to come into you. You, you plug into God and peace begins to come into your soul. You plug into God and, and suddenly the circumstances haven't changed but everything's begun to change on the inside because you plugged into a God who's bigger than this. He's greater than this. David didn't just encourage himself. He encouraged himself in the Lord. He strengthened himself in the Lord. And I want to encourage us and give us a challenge right now to, to be like David in this season. Now, I don't, we, none of us know how long this season's going to last. Uh, It may get, the the conditions might get worse before it gets better. We don't know. We're praying that it doesn't, but we don't know. So we can't trust in our circumstances. We can't trust that the government's going to help us out emotionally. The biggest challenge of this whole thing uh, after health and finances is the mental health. It's isolation, it's worry, it's fear. There is an enemy who's coming after your mind and your thoughts and wants to rob you. This is why I need to strengthen myself in the Lord. And so how, how do I do it? This is a great question. How do I do it? How do I strengthen? Well, David did it. He, he wrote things out. I love, one of them was Psalm 27. We don't know when he wrote it, but one of them, he said, the Lord is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? It's like he's talking to himself. The Lord is my light. He's my salvation. I don't need to fear. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me, he says. That's, they had just come against me. My enemies and my foe, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart will not fear. I love, so there's what's going on. It's a bit of self-talk. But the talk is not that I'm awesome. The talk that my God is awesome, that my God's for me, that my God's with me. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. I'll be confident in my heavenly Father. He's my light. He's my salvation. And so you might, that's a scripture. You might read through the Psalms. One a day would be an awesome thing. And read it out loud. And and personalize it. The Lord is my light. He's my salvation. It's a great thing for us to do. Uh, another great thing for us to do is to is to remember what God has done for you in the past. What's He done? Remember it. Write it out. That's right. God got me through that. God got me through that. Oh, He delivered me in this situation. He answered that prayer. Remember what God's done in the past. That's a, that's a theme of the Bible where God says, keep telling the stories from generation to generation of the miracles that He's done. That will strengthen you in the Lord. Praise and worship. Put on worship music. Fill your house with worship. There is a phenomenal song that's been written this year by Stephen Furtick and Kari Job. It's called The Blessing. Why don't you you just get on YouTube and 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 check it out and see oh like if you just google on YouTube the blessing kari job it'll come up and and it's a song and it's direct from scripture proclaiming blessing over you and your children and your family just sit there i did this the other night just sit there let it wash over you that's strengthening ourselves in the lord or you can pray in the spirit you can pray in tongues Jude 20 says that you can build yourself up by praying in tongues. 15 minutes a day of praying in tongues would be one of the best things you can do. So let's let's make a determination this season. We're not pulling back from God. We're going deeper. How many of us have said, oh Lord, if I only had more time, I'd seek you more. Now's the time to seek God more. For those of you who are watching today and, and maybe you drifted back from church and maybe you drifted back from God. Maybe you've never really, like Dan shared earlier, Dan Bowman, and you've never really had a personal connection because you just thought it was a crutch for weak people. But actually, Christianity is not a crutch for weak people. Christianity is a a source of life when you connect with your Creator. And I'd love you to make this decision today so that you can be strengthened by God, so that His life can flow into you. It only happens when you connect with Him and the only way you can connect with Him is through Jesus. So in a moment, I'm going to ask us, I ask you, if you, you're there and you don't have a relationship with God, I'm going to ask you if you'd like to connect with God. But before we get to that, I'd love to pray for you. Can we just close our eyes wherever we are right now? I'm going to pray that God will strengthen you, that God will look after you, that He'll watch over you. Father, I thank You for what we can learn from David. Lord, people are watching and listening right now, and they're discouraged, they're fearful, and I pray that your presence will fill their heart. I bind fear, heaviness, and discouragement off them. In the name of Jesus, I command you to go right now. Lord, let your peace fill every heart. God, You're You're the one who answers our prayers. So I pray that You do miracles for people, financial miracles, provision miracles. Lord, that things will turn. Things that look impossible will turn in their life in the name of Jesus. Release Your presence right now in Jesus' name. While we're in this moment, if you don't have a personal relationship with God, it would be my greatest privilege to lead you in a prayer right now. Just a simple prayer. It's, it's a, you can think, oh, God's a million miles away. No, He's not. He's this close. He's a prayer away. The Bible says He's just waiting for you to turn to Him and He's right there, but you've got to turn to Him. The, the one thing that separates us from God, it's not God. It's our sin and our rejection of Him and doing life our own way. And if in this moment you would actually turn to God and say, God, come into my heart, I'm putting my faith in Jesus. If you would do that in this moment, then everything will change. So many people think Christianity is about someone who's bad becoming a good person, trying to be this perfect person. And and so often people go, I couldn't do that. I couldn't be that good. Here's the great news. You don't have to be that good. It's what God does in your heart. He'll change you from the inside out. And suddenly you're appetites will change for things your habit your, your desires will change god literally makes you brand new on the inside we call it being born again